0: Thank you. Glad to be here. I am Alan, and i uh, joined by the author of uh, Healing the Monkey Within.
1: Huh? A ski. That's me.
0: And a man who has never been found guilty of intelligence. <laughs>
2: Brent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I was planning to do that the other way around, but <laughs> it works out fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought about introducing one of you as a man who's glad to stick his hand in a chicken. Uh-huh. And uh, I think this one would probably apply to ski more, but a man who... Uh, Ask too many questions in the bathroom. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know, the bad part about, like, being found not guilty of intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, is, how well, is he double jeopardy? <laughs> like, 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 you never get a second chance to prove yourself. <laughs> right. I, go, oh, I guess I'm just a dullard.
0: <laughs> well. well, today we are going to be going over uh, Golden Palace, Episode 5. Yeah. Or as uh, Brent and Ski like to call it, Season 8, Episode yes. 5. Yes. Uh, Ebtide for the defense uh-huh. uh, It's our first
3: Ebtide appearance
0: on the Golden Palace Yeah, do you know if there's any more Ebtides in this one season?
3: I, I have all of them
0: Oh do you? Really? Oh, okay. so yes, we got more
3: Are there two more, one more?
1: Multiple, actually let me, You want to go ahead and no, jump into it?
3: No, I'll, I'll be surprised
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, well Ski is going to be doing our recap today Correct um, I don't think I really have anything new to add Prior to this episode oh, Do dude. you two have any little updates or whatnot? I have a
3: humorous story I can fill some time if you'd like. Yeah, go ahead. Or I can bit. save it till next week since he has four whole pages here.
0: <laughs> he goes through his relatively quick, and his okay. pages are a little larger font than he typically has, yeah. so I think we'll be fine. Yeah, better to and use And I've got it a now. little game for next week, so oh, you do. Yeah, okay, I got a little time killer anyway. Okay, so cool. you can go ahead and do yours now.
3: Um, so I was scrolling through the socials, and I'd seen them before, but there were these Grateful Dead sneakers okay. that you know I'd sort of had my eye on. And then they popped up in my feed that they were fifty percent off, oh, okay. and I was like, "Oh, sweet!" You know, I'm, yeah. I'm finally going to get those. So, and fucking, you know, shipping and handling always gets you, but it was still, you know, rel- not really. It was, it was less than that. I always thought they were going to be, you okay. know. Right. And so I was happy with them. And anyways, so I send off, they show up, and you know, I put them on, and then I, you know, I wear them into the kitchen, and I ask my wife, I was like, "Oh, do you like my new shoes?" Mm-hmm and she said something about um or they look like awfully big how big are your feet and so i sort of wiggled my toes to show her and i was like you know how big my feet are because you know what they you know what they say about it, big feet and she's like i don't have time for your lies right now <laughs> and i was like I don't have time for you, you, you know, besmirching my masculinity. And she's like, you lost your masculinity when you asked if I liked your shoes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Quick on repeat. <heartbeat. laughs> yeah,
1: very solid. Yeah. <laughs> all the way around. Yeah. So,
0: aside from the ample toe room, um, are you... Uh, <laughs> no, no, that, my
3: toes were all the way in the
2: end. <laughs>
0: I think you were standing on a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> just to make him look, but uh, were you happy though with your purchase? Overall? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, I was sad I didn't get to wear today. But
0: why, why did you not get to? You just chose not to. Oh, we just had
3: other stuff going on. And oh, everything, during the so. earlier part yeah. of the day. Yeah.
0: Okay. So fair enough. Well, I'm sure some one of these upcoming yeah. weeks we will get a chance to check them out.
1: Yep. So. Did uh, you have something you wanted to say last week? You said I,
0: I, I did. Um, although it really would have been way more appropriate last week than this week, uh, but. If anybody listened last week, Brent was one to do a recap then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he went through many, many things that happened on October 9th. Correct. Um, throughout history. Yeah. And I said I felt like there were probably some more contemporary birthdays that he could have mentioned, which mm-hmm. he disagreed with, or at least he said he didn't give a crap about those people. Yeah. Um, and there was at least two people that I thought he could have thrown in there. Uh, Nick Swartzen also has October 9th. Yeah, a I,
3: I, I saw that on the list, and I have no frame of reference for uh, him. Okay. He's a stand-up comedian, primarily. Yeah. He's yeah, like, he like Dickie Robert Childstar or something. Was that
0: him? Yeah, yeah I think so. Okay. Which, I am not a huge Nick Swartzen fan, in all honesty. Yeah. But I do think he's a pretty famous comedian. Mm-hmm. And then Bella Hadid also was born on October 9th. And I would say as far as... Didn't she th-
3: lay down with Tom Brady?
0: I don't. No, I don't, I don't who, think so. Who is that? Uh, she's a... A person who's famous for no good reason, I believe. Oh, okay. um, so again,
3: it, nobody that I care about. So no, I don't know why you're no, throwing true. them in here.
0: Many, many Nick Swanson and Bella Hadid. They are two people that are far more famous than... John Lennon? Than really? 70% of the people on your list. <laughs> 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 I would actually say that even among people who don't care about younger, uh, you know, uh-huh. these influencer type people, yeah. um, I would still say that Bella Hadid's name is... Far more recognizable than probably 90% of the people on your list. Okay. I'll give you a John Lennon and then pass that.
3: Maybe amongst like, you know, John Q. Public, okay? Yeah. but
0: That's who listens to the podcast. I would like to
3: think that, you know, the cool people who listen to our show, Mm -hmm. you know, love them some Chris O'Dowd, just like I do.
0: I think that you just, in a roundabout way, insulted the people who listen to our show. No, I'm saying they're like me. I'm
3: saying they're cool like me. No,
0: I'm, I think, though, you're saying that if you don't like these fucking nobodies, then you're uh, not cool like you are.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying that. So
0: if you're someone and you're like, oh, I know who Bella Hadid is, but I don't know who Chris O'Dowd is, then you're like, oh, well, you're not cool like Brent, um, like I think our listeners should be. Okay. <laughs> right.
3: I, guess, I guess there's two kinds of people. There are people who prefer...
2: <laughs> <laughs> there are people who prefer Chris
3: O'Dowd, uh-huh. and there are people who prefer Bella Hadid. Well,
0: prefer is different than no. Hey. <laughs> I don't prefer Bella Hadid to Chris O'Dowd, but I... Uh.
3: But why do we have to give her a platform? You just, said, you just said yourself she's famous for no good reason. Why do we have to be part of the problem? Why can't we be part of the Chris O'Dowd solution?
2: I don't know.
0: I just feel like this is a soapbox I never, never expected you to get on. <laughs> I mean, I did not remember the name. I mean, I remember the name. I had to look him up, and then when I saw his face, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy.
3: He's so funny.
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs)
3: Moon boy, (laughs) IT crowd. Man, I love me some IT crowd. (laughs) Family tree.
0: (laughs) I don't think you do love the IT crowd, (laughs) Um, because apparently the IT crowd is not who you're into. (laughs) What? Yeah, like Bella Hadid. I'd say she's in the IT crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyways... um, yeah, I, I wish I would have mentioned it. I meant to mention it last episode, so if you listened to us I'm last g- week.
1: I'm guessing he felt besmirched that you wanted to add to his list. And so he was no, like... No, no, that's fine. <laughs> no, no,
0: Brent is Brent. So Brent likes who Brent likes. Exactly. <laughs> so I would never. Like, honestly, If I if I was looking at a list of celebrities that Brent could have mentioned... And it was like, he's going to mention 100 celebrities, and there was like some audio texts and people like that that you know no one had ever heard of who wasn't Star a huge Gapper. fan of a specific band. I'd be like, Brent is definitely going to pick that person before he's going to pick <laughs> Bella Hadid. Um, exactly. He's so.
3: exactly. like, former Secretary of State of Kansas. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, so yeah, none of that surprised me at all, but... Yeah. I still had to dispute Brent's uh, assertion that nobody who mattered was born after 1986. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick <laughs> on was, born 9th. In, he was born earlier, I think. Yeah, yeah I yeah. believe so. He just wasn't mentioned. So. Yeah, because
3: I don't much care for him.
0: You said you didn't even have a frame of reference for him. Well, like, well,
3: I knew the name, but I was like, oh, well, maybe he's been in something I've seen. And oh, okay. it was like, I don't know. He was like the fifth male lead in a couple Adam Sandler things. Oh. And the stand-up comedian. I was like, well, he's not in anything I Yeah. He's like the poor man's John Bass.
0: Yeah, in fairness, you know, I mean, I'm I'm giving you a little bit of shit about it, but Mm -hmm. I have no idea of anything. I mean, I think she's a model of some sort, but I don't really know anything about Bella Hadid's. She may be very accomplished, but I really don't know anything about her accomplishments. And uh, and Nick Swords and I'm not really a fan of. This. So, like
2: so I, are you <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just think they're more famous is all than than there was a lot of people you mentioned. There was someone who you're like, yeah, he's the guy who remixes Beatles albums. Like, Giles <laughs> Martin? Yeah. I was like, that is a deep cut. Oh no, <laughs> man. You and Jennifer might know who Giles Martin is. Not a goddamn other listener is gonna have any idea who he is.
2: <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs>
0: Anyways, all right. Well, that's all. Uh, thank you for bringing that up, Steve. So that's, that's, that, that did produce three minutes of enjoyable content. Was great. I, I laughed
3: heartily. <laughs> but the conversation lasted 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I'll edit it down to a tight three.
2: <laughs>
1: Just be my part. Yeah. <laughs> so. Is and, there any way to get a brand say, I um, like. What you are saying, you're right all the time, Alan. <laughs>
0: I'm going I'm to try to edit it to where he's saying Bella Hadid is better than John Lennon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that could be our new intro. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> see. If, if we
0: ever like, this will never happen. But. In in a fantasy world where we actually paid an engineer, you know, to uh, edit our episodes, Uh um, paid an editor, whatever you want to call it, sound engineer, Um, it would be great to have them do some deep fakes of Brent, um, (laughs) 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 like cutting his different things together. At the start of each episode, it's <laughs> very out of character. Stuff. We
1: just give whatever uh, script we want and they'll just make it for us.
0: Yeah, Well, no, not that so much. Just more like it would be like a tag at the beginning of like <laughs> what crazy thing is Brent going to say. Nothing that would be like uh, objectionable content, um, you know, like the kind of stuff you say naturally. Right, right. <laughs> but more stuff that just Brent would be very out of character for him. Gotcha. You know, yeah. but like loving modern artists, although he does love a few you know the Olivia rodriguez or whatever mm-hmm. yeah f- fan of yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. i love some little yachty so. um she has a new album coming out oh really yeah um i think september whatever you planning to get that day one you're gonna be at the walmart um, no, when it no. drops
3: <laughs> no i mean i'll listen to it
0: once or twice i'm sure right but, um yeah
3: so anywho um As far as Bella Hadid goes, in case you're curious as to who she is or what she's accomplished or whatever.
1: I mean, she did just occupy at least a few minutes of my life momentarily.
3: Okay. Um, So I think she's best known for, you know, being arrested and charged with a DUI, having her driver's <laughs> license suspended for one year, and given six months of probation. You know, ordered to perform twenty-four hours of community service and attend twenty hours of Alcoholics Anonymous meetings.
1: That was her. Yeah, it was her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah,
3: I guess I stand corrected. Alan, thanks for
1: <laughs> putting her
3: on our radar. <laughs>
0: So now now I don't have to put in the thing of you saying Bella Hadid's better than John Lennon because you just basically said it with your description. Exactly.
2: John John Lennon,
3: zero DUIs. Yeah,
0: exactly. Maybe I'll see if I can just edit it to have you saying Bella Hadid, one, John Lennon, zero. (laughs) All right, well, Ski, whenever you're ready to jump into your recap, I'm ready.
1: All right, before that, though, as you said, the episode title is Ebb Tide for the Defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I do have a little bit about the other previous Ebb Tides. Oh, okay, very nice. So if, if you've been, you know, watching the episodes along with us, or at least listened to our uh, uh, recaps, you know that there have been several. Mm-hmm. Uh, season 5, it started out, Season 5, Episode 11, was just entitled Ebb Tide. Okay. That was directed by Terry Hughes.
2: I remember
0: that guy.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, so uh, then we go into season six, episode 12, Ebb Tide's Revenge. Okay. That one was direct, directed by Matthew Diamond.
2: Yeah.
3: Another blast from the past.
1: Then jump another season ahead, se- season seven, episode 18, Ebb Tide uh, the Sixth, The mm-hmm. Wrath of Stan. Nice. And then finally- Who uh, directed that one? Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, Lex Alex Nice. So yeah. if you notice, every director is different. Yeah. Then finally, season eight or you know, Golden <laughs> House, yeah, episode five, Ebb Tide for the defense. Uh huh.
3: Do we have our first repeat director? No. Oh. Peter T. Bite. Wow. wow. Okay. So
1: each time it was a different director. Yeah. However, all of is a them harsh were mistress. By Mark Sotkin. Really?
0: So Mark Interest. Sotkin just isn't very creative with his naming, is he? I, yeah. I
1: think it's a little thing he did. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. I don't know why you're always
0: trying to give Mark Sotkin a pass. <laughs> 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 I'm getting tired of it. <laughs>
3: Sodkins, the poor man's Bella Hadid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, for what it's worth, Time Magazine named her one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2023.
3: Didn't Time Magazine also make Mr. Hitler its man of the year?
0: It may have, but. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For anyone who doesn't know, Ebb is defined Uh, as. For anybody who doesn't know, Mr. Hitler. (laughs) Ebb Tide is defined as a period. State of Decline. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Also, it's, it's when the tide you know, recedes into the sun. Right, yeah. But, anyway. Season 8, Episode 5. So Ebb-, Ebb Tide for the Defense. So
3: Ebb Tide's just like a fancy word for Season 1, Episode 20.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Original air date was October sixteenth, nineteen 1992. As I said, it was written by Mark Sotkin and directed by Peter T. Bite. Um... <laughs> I assume I don't know what the D stands for. You guys know? We
0: may have talked about it before in a prior episode, but I certainly don't remember now. I assumed it was Dick. But <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, anyway, not even Richard. <laughs> <laughs> not R. Yeah,
2: they just went fully on with the Dick. Exactly. <laughs>
1: That's his name. And I'm assuming it's bite, but it could be I guess beat. Yeah.
3: B e y t. B e y t.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. We open in the kitchen. Chewy I'd love Sophie. to think
0: that that yep. is how it is, and he just corrects people every time when they try to <laughs> say it. And he's like, ah, be it.
1: <laughs> it's be
0: it. How many times <laughs> did I have to say this?
1: <laughs> um, we open the kitchen. <laughs> Chewy and Sophia are in the kitchen preparing food. When uh, Chewie asks her if she's done with the sauce, uh, she assures him that it's coming and says that she hasn't cooked this much since she's worked in Mussolini's kitchen during World War uh. I mean, since the Feldman wedding. <laughs> Roland had volunteered to assist in the kitchen as well, so Chewie instructs him to uh, reach into a nearby chicken and pull out the giblets, right. which if people don't really know what that entails, it's usually the liver, heart, gizzard, and neck, mm. often used to make gravy or stuffing. Uh, Roland uh, laughs, but Chewie explains that he's quite serious. And that uh, his help that's the help he needs currently.
3: Do you guys put stuffing in the bird or do you do it in a separate dish? Or? Separately. I mean, just I've stu- top it
0: stuffing.
1: I've had it both, but I think it's usually out.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a traditional way for sure to yeah. do it, but I do feel like that's a thing that's kind of dying out over time. Mm-hmm. Keeps As your
3: boyd, bird moist.
0: Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. Your boyd? <laughs> Keeps your boyd moist. <laughs> that's what grandma used to tell me.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, back on Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, I don't. Uh, we actually have kind of gone away from uh, the traditional big turkey the last. I don't know if it's been last two years or just last year, and doing turkey breast instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's just easier to deal with. Um,
1: Turkeys are big; they take a long time to cook.
0: Yeah, well, and the amount of people that come to our Thanksgiving is very. Um, it, it, I think there's been a couple years it's just been my mom and sister, mm-hmm. or at least one year it was just my mom and sister. And then other times, even when more people come, they typically are coming as, like, after their... As a bonus meal. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we made the big giant turkey, it just... Well,
1: and Liam doesn't eat it at all, right? No, he doesn't eat it at
0: all. Gwen doesn't eat it I at all. I do say, I so. don't think
1: Gwen does either, did she?
0: No, no not really. Um, she's not a... On Thanksgiving, we make um, spaghetti, what well, we call it spaghetti. It's really rotini um, mm-hmm. with... Uh, Pizza, you know, like spaghetti sauce, I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, garlic bread as part of the meal because Gwen does not like basically any of the uh, traditional Thanksgiving foods. Really? And, yeah, and so we're like, well, we don't want it to be a shitty day for her. That's her favorite meal. So we're mm-hmm. like, all right, so we'll make that mm-hmm. as part of our Thanksgiving yeah. so that everybody has stuff they like. So, so That's one of our oddities. I
1: have... Been uh, lucky enough to attend one of your uh, Thanksgivings in the last few years, mm-hmm. and I got some of the rotini. and It was delicious. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it does well. It, it it works better, in my opinion, than eating something with spaghetti with sauce on it because it's just yeah. a lot less of a
3: pain. Yeah, yeah. it holds
1: yeah. it on to better.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we um. So sometimes we, it just depends upon how it works out or whatever. But usually, like the last few years. Like, we've ended up doing our Thanksgiving on, like, a different day. Like, the weekend before, the weekend after. Oh, yeah. Because um, that's when the kids were available. Um, so, if it does work out that way, and so, you know, it's just like, you know, me and Elaine and Cassidy on Thanksgiving Day, like, we'll go to one of the state parks and eat there, oh, okay. you know, because um, they always have, like, a nice, you know, Thanksgiving meal or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really and cool. it's always a lot of fun. Um, but we actually went, you know, the other day. Did I tell you guys this, that we had dinner there a few weeks back? I think it was like a day before we recorded. Oh, okay, but I don't know that it ever came up in conversation. I don't recall. I so,
1: don't recall either.
3: Anyways, so we went um, to uh, McCormick's Creek. Oh, okay. And had dinner there because they were doing a special buffet that night of... Um, they called it um, state fair food, mm. you know, but basically on their buffet, they had, um, you know, tenderloins and hot dogs and nachos and, oh, you know, um, awesome, elephant yeah. ears and, you know, Sounds just freaking wonderful. <laughs> it was really, really good. Like I ate my body weight in just
0: fair type food or whatever. So it like, seems like that could be a restaurant, doesn't it? Like it was, a themed restaurant? Yeah.
1: I actually uh-huh. joked about that with uh, Nicole many years back. Mm-hmm. We should just have a restaurant that serves all, but like the, the good versions, not like the crappy ones that mm-hmm. oh, sure, you yeah. kinda get sometimes.
3: Yeah. It was really good. It was a nice meal. My dad and I once went to um an all you can eat Mexican buffet. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, troughs full of, you know, beans and rice and tortillas. And,
1: <laughs> and it was
3: really good, yeah. you know, and we enjoyed it. Um, and then, like, you know, six weeks later, it was out of business. Oh. <laughs> was that the one in Greenwood? Yeah, yeah.
1: It started by James's house, actually. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I never yeah. got to go there before it was out mm-hmm. business. Well, maybe if you would, then <laughs> they might have lasted another well, day. Like, yep. shortly before that, it was a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, was it was there, a Chinese right?
3: restaurant. Yeah. But originally, that location, um, It was a La Bamba's. Really? Yeah. um, Back when La Bamba's was like competing against Chi-Chi's for that kind of, you know, quote unquote fancy (laughs) (laughs) Mexican (laughs) food or whatever. And I worked at that La Bamba's for a while when I was in high school.
0: Now, did you have to, like, if it was somebody's birthday, did you have to sing La Bamba or anything like that? We had a birthday song. Um, I only had to go out like once because I was a dishwasher.
3: And so I was usually filthy and wet and right. everything. And so, like, they told me to start, like, everybody has to come you still out. still a dishwasher? Yeah, I mean, just at home, just not professionally.
0: <laughs>
2: well, I, I just
3: know. figured
0: that's why you normally were filthy and wet when you showed up to the yeah. podcast. <laughs>
3: well, so, like, when I start, they're like. reasons now. Yeah, you have to come out and sing the birthday song, whatever everybody does. Mm. And I was like, okay. And so, like, the first time it happened, I went out there. And then they're like, "No, you don't have to," because <laughs> I was, you know, wet, and sweaty, and just <laughs> guacamole all over my vest, and just because, <laughs> yeah, like, you got that hose thing, and you squeeze oh, in, it, and shoots yeah. the water, and beans fly in your face, and it just
1: yeah, yeah. It'd be funny if a restaurant had like a really like in depth, like almost operatic. Birthday song, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> the
3: barbershop quartet, four-part <laughs> harmony.
1: People on, yeah, people who are hired just for that purpose. Mm-hmm.
0: Like you know, we expect this harmony to be perfect, and you're going to be doing this on your own time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Are right, we
1: well, well, jumping can, back in. You you yeah, continue. you continue. All right, so Roland tells uh, Chewy tells him to stick his hand in that bird, and he says no, and uh, but he says well, that's really what I need. Roland tells him though that there's no way. And that there are three things that he won't do. Number one, squish bugs. Uh, number two, answer guys in the bathroom when they say, hey, does this look normal to you? Mm. And number three, stick his hand into dead chickens. Saying nothing of live chickens I noticed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chewie finds that the claim that he doesn't squish bugs rather incredulous. Roland tells him, no, no, no. He sim- simply shoes them away, right? Like kind of does the hand motion. Yeah. Then Sophia stomps on what I assume was a bug and claims that apparently she shoes them as well.
0: Mm-hmm. They need to clean that kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not the place that you want to be having the bug jokes at.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that as well. Yeah. Uh, not letting this concept go, though, Chewy asks if he wouldn't just squish and flush a spider if he saw one in the bathroom. Uh, Roland then details a horror scenario in which the spider did not die, mm-hmm. uh, but held on to the side of the bowl, and then it hides and plots revenge while healing. hmm Then when you sit down one night in the dark, it gets you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then you will end up standing up in the bathroom asking some guy, hey, does this look normal to you? (laughs) You know, the joke, I
0: guess, was funny enough, like as far as the three things he wouldn't do and Mm -hmm. and his whole lead up, you know, the callback to it, then when Mm -hmm. he got to that part. At the same time, though, like that's one of the more suspension of disbelief things that I feel like has ever been asked of me by the Goldens because I have (laughs) never had somebody... Ask me if something looked okay to them in yeah. a bathroom. Yeah, not once. anything yeah. of that nature. I mean, yeah, I would say it's unusual for people to try to talk to you in a bathroom, mm-hmm. um, but certainly not yeah. in that capacity. Hey, stranger, come <laughs> yeah. look at this thing <laughs> yeah. on my body. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I guess so, Roland uses different bathrooms than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Liberace style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. So, um, you know, many years from now, you know, if our wives have passed on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you do happen to get a bug bite down there. Sure. Like, would you ask one of us if it looks normal or would you just die with it?
0: I mean, <laughs> if I felt really concerned about if it looked normal or not, I'd go and see my doctor. Uh-huh. Um, I would not rely on either of you two <laughs> to, to, A, have the knowledge or, B, give it the thorough examination necessary to make the determination. <laughs> so, so under either circumstance, I would not... Uh, if, if my only options were to ask one of you two or die with it, then yeah. die with it is what I would choose. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, how about you, Ski? I <laughs> so probably would do the same. Really? Death. This seems, like, <laughs> really comfortable. <laughs> okay.
0: So what are you... Any time. The Lord you, can just take me. Yeah. <laughs> do you have something you need to show us? <laughs> is that what you're trying to... <laughs> no. Get
1: around
2: to? Why
3: is that that I have a significant other I can show her? Uh, okay, yeah. But he just, I'm wanted, just to, and he's
1: wanted to know if when we all live together later on, if right, he yeah. can come to us for help. I'm just
3: a little hurt that you wouldn't trust me to offer Check you a, out your, an opinion. Your yeah. <laughs> I, I like, think you
0: should be appreciative that I would not put that burden on you.
1: <laughs> hey, I got this thing on my tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: here, let me thump it like a melon. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be
1: that hard, I'll tell you. <laughs> exactly.
0: That's, a, that's definitely a
3: nodule. It's like, oh, you got an Audi.
0: <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was like Brent accusing, you know, accusing me of being attractive. Like it shouldn't be that hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the spider will get you.
3: He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> gonna get you, get you, get you.
1: Meanwhile, Blanche answers the front desk phone. And speaks to one of multiple lawyers that are guests, uh, someone named Mr. Mm Burroughs. Don't believe that really plays in later, does it? Mm, I don't think so. Um, What his name was? Yeah. No, I don't think that's it. Unless that's the guy they tried to later uh, talk to into uh, sharing a room, which he never gets named, I don't think.
0: Um, I thought he did get named. The lawyer? Yeah, I think he did. I I could be wrong. Maybe not as the last name, but.
1: Well, I don't get Well, we'll get into it later.
3: Sure. It wasn't a name I recognized from a city bus or a park
0: bench. (laughs)
1: It was a Saul that he better call.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it was not Saul. Um, He
1: apparently, though, got only seven of the expected eight chicken fingers. Oh, Mr.
0: Burroughs is is that lawyer. Okay. So, yeah, you're right. I'm wrong.
1: Uh, Apparently, though, he only got seven of the expected eight chicken fingers in Mm -hmm. his order. Mm -hmm. The man threatens to sue over this issue and blames comments that many of the lawyers visiting have uh, made similar threats, not necessarily related to chicken fingers. Right. She assures him that she would love to give him the finger, and asks Oliver to run a chicken finger up to uh, his room. I think it was two fifteen, if I recall. Okay.
3: Tell you what, though, those are a hell of a chicken fingers. If Chewy's back there slicing up a chicken to make them,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all freshly, yeah. exactly, freshly fingered. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly. Like if I had a choice between like eight frozen chicken fingers or seven freshly mm-hmm. cut, well, I'd take seven freshly cut.
1: You oh. know, you know, it's not being done though. Roland's not the one fingering him. <laughs> That's no. true. He isn't. He refuses.
0: So, if you were if you were cutting up a chicken for those purposes, would you say that you were fingering a chicken? I wouldn't <laughs> think so. Why would you? I don't know. Well, because you're cutting it into fingers. So yeah, I think that would be a, a reasonable, reason okay. way to describe it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway. He <laughs> <laughs> has no time for your nonsense. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sure just he a, has some of his
3: easy own transition. Here. Yeah, He has an empty house to get home to. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It's, I know.
1: It's weird. Oh. Uh, Rose enters the <laughs> lobby and comments that. Uh, <laughs> what? Nothing. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Thought you made some weird gesture.
3: No, no, no. It was just imagine you going home. It's like, ooh, there's the Red Book. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Every man's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I sure am glad
0: they sent me that postcard.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: was that the, this episode or thanks, last episode? Thanks again,
3: twelve-year-old ski. Yeah, <laughs> thanks that, for looking out. <laughs> did, we, did we talk about that
0: this episode? I, or last? That was last episode. We were talking about the sex education, and then okay, I think yeah, led yeah, to yeah. some of that.
1: Oh, speaking of which, mm-hmm. last episode, mm-hmm. um, Don Cheadle yeah played piano. He did. Apparently, he is a, a savant when it comes to musical instruments.
3: Really? That's cool. Very,
1: he apparently he plays a lot of jazz. Oh yeah. I, I looked that up because I was wondering mm-hmm. if he was the one uh, who was actually playing piano there.
3: Yeah.
1: So I put uh, I started typing in the Google search engine. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Don Cheadle right? Mm-hmm. And that's all it took to get Does Don Cheadle play piano? Mm. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it was like the third or fourth one down, or something. Oh, okay, nice. But uh, yeah, apparently other people looked it up, mm-hmm. possibly in connection to that exact same episode. Oh, maybe them.
0: he's done it in other things that he's acted in
1: as possibly, well.
0: Possibly, yeah. yeah. Jamie Fox can play piano.
1: Yeah, I
3: think I knew that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but apparently, he says uh, he loves uh, music even more than acting. Nice. I wish he could make a go of it.
3: Uh, uh well, that's something he has then with Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays piano. Oh, does he? Yeah, he did a piano album.
1: Oh, a whole album! Wow. Uh-huh. And apparently, uh, Robert Downey Jr. also, which I found this out on my little foray there, plays piano. Yeah, he <laughs> plays piano. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> and I think um, <clears throat> he took a page out of the uh, Bella Hadid playbook and got a DUI. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say he apparently learned to play violin left-handed. Uh, When he played Charlie Chaplin in a movie. Really? really? Hmm. I think uh,
3: um, Jamie Foxx played violin in that Robert Downey Jr. movie. Oh,
1: really? (laughs) The
3: Soloist? Is that what it's called? I
1: thought it was cello.
0: Well, did he do it left-handed, though? Uh, I don't know if it was left-handed or not. What?
1: I thought he played cello in that movie.
3: Was he a cellist?
1: I thought so. Oh, I don't know. I've not seen it, but I've seen bits of it. Yeah. I thought thought it was a larger instrument is all. I don't know. I thought it was violin. I could be misremembering
0: it. I only saw it the one time. I don't know. I feel like this uh, conversation has grown stale, and we should move forward. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Back to the recap, folks. Dang. <gasps> Say Dun- what? Dang. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we so Oliver's going to run the chicken finger up to uh, Mister uh, Burrows. Uh, Rose enters the lobby and comments that she hopes that they never host another con- uh, convention about personal injury lawyers, stating that they have been driving the other people in the hotel crazy.
3: So it was a two-string <clears throat> violin
1: is oh, what he was playing,
3: but it looks like a cello. Oh. Like it's a big cello-looking instrument, but it's technically a two-string violin. So we're both right.
0: Very but, but Brent wants you to know that he's more right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is called a violin.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have known. Thank yeah. you for the uh, correction, sir. Oh, that's okay. Always happy to correct me. <laughs> 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 No problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> Some weeks,
3: it's why I show up.
2: <laughs> Indeed.
1: <laughs> so, you know, Rose is worried because, uh, you know, the lawyers are driving all the people crazy. She says she's just happy that they're leaving on the 6th. Blanche then corrects her and says, no, no, to the 9th. Rose says that, no, no, she's correct, showing Blanche her scenes from St. Olaf calendar. Mm. Uh, Blanche points out that the calendar, however, was upside down. Rose is astonished, though, to see the sw- the salmon then swimming upstream, not downstream, as she first thought, <laughs> and uh, comments on how horny they look. <laughs> Immediately regretting her mistake, she tells Blanche that they have a big problem. Uh, assuming that the lawyers were leaving on the 6th, she had recently took uh, taken a reservation for a group of judges that were to arrive on the 8th. Blanche responds that they'll be overbooked. And they are already strained for help, as is as is, as it is in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Rose asserts that there must be a solution for just one night. Uh, then a man named Reuben uh, walks in and tells them that uh, he is a chef and is responding to a job ad that they need help in the kitchen. Uh, Blanche looks over his resume very briefly. Mm-hmm. Looks like she even on, like he's not dressed real formally. He's just like in street clothes and yeah. stuff, yeah. which you know. I would think for an interview you might dress up a little bit, but yeah. he has no interest in that. Walks in, hands her what I think is a folded resume. She looks over it very briefly and then sends him right to work.
3: Yeah. Right. I think she's like, "Can you count to eight? Okay, right. you're hired."
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> Chewy's having trouble with that at
3: this <laughs> exactly. point. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, she says. Blanche looks over his resume. He gets to
3: Sieta, and then all bets are off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but she states that he's very well qualified, and then directs him to go into the kitchen and tell Chewie that she wants him to start immediately. Uh, she then adds that uh, when the calendar is up, oh, Rose then adds that when the calendar is upright, it shows a herd of live cows, mm-hmm. uh, The man, which I thought was a good line. Yeah. Uh, the man walks into the kitchen and announces to the group that Blanche hired him and he's ready to work. Roland tells him, uh, Welcome aboard. Stick your hand in the chicken. Mm-hmm. Chewy re enters the room from the back, sees the man, and tells him to get out lest he cut off his ears. Mm-hmm. Roland asks Chewie if he knows him, and Chewie responds that he caught the man in bed with his now ex-wife. Sophia uh, <clears throat> Sophia asks if he's sure it's the ears that he wants to cut off. Right. Chewie chases him out of the kitchen into the dining area. Ruben insists that you know, he's there to talk to him, but Chewie sarcastically agrees, yeah, let's talk, man. How about we, uh, or how about he found him with the, oh, let's talk, man, about how he found him in uh, bed with his wife <laughs> under his binky. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I was struggling to get that out. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, your eyes looks... aren't used to the larger font. <laughs> right, that's it. My eyes are. Falling. It was just
0: great that you stopped, composed yourself, and then still stumbled over it. <laughs> 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 like I got this.
1: <laughs> I'm good now. <laughs> yeah.
3: I am that little engine who could.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. you found. He found his wife.
2: Yeah, let's let's back it up and try it again.
1: In bed with his wife, under his binky. And then he explains to a man nearby, saying that binky uh, is Spanish for blanket. Yeah. Which it's actually Frazana, apparently.
3: Oh, okay. Binky Spanish for Frazana?
1: No. (laughs) Binky is, you know, slang for blanket. Okay. Frazana is Spanish for blanket. Oh, gotcha. The man rebuts Chewie's point, pointing out that Blanche actually hired him and that he can't fire him without cause, which you, quote, can't do any- that anymore. Chewie chuckles at the idea and says, so what are you going to do, sue me? Who- where are you going to find a lawyer to take ca- a case like that? Immediately, most of the people sitting in the dining room, being lawyers, mm-hmm. raise their hands anxiously, waving uh, many of them waving business cards. Anything uh, I missed? No, I think
0: you got it covered so far. We
1: mm-hmm. change scene. Uh, now, at the front desk, Blanche is opening mail and finds that the hotel's liability insurance has been canceled in connection to Rose apparently covering up the pool before making sure everyone was out of it. Yeah. A man was uh, apparently trapped inside and still having bad dream, or was trapped inside, and he is now having bad dreams still. The insurance that would be pretty comp- scary.
0: That would yeah. be. Like, if you could not get your way out of a... I mean, granted, like, it, assumably, you know, he had room to breathe, of yeah. course, but... But even just being trapped in a situation like yeah. that, am I gonna have
3: to tread water till morning? Or? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I don't know how t- how deep it was either.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if you could stand it, it would still be pretty scary to be stuck in yeah, water. So waterlogged because you couldn't go to sleep or couldn't anything like down. that. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I would assume there's nothing to grab and hold on to either. Yeah, I wouldn't think
0: so either. I mean, you probably wedge your fingers in or something somewhere, but
1: maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we see. You would think
0: you could like, like claw your way through it like Ace Ventura Two style?
3: I mean, I feel like if I was there, if, if I was there overnight, I'd like to think I could.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I can't say that I've seen Ace Ventura too. So.
1: I have not either, but I think there's a scene where he like pulls himself out of like a pretend uh, anus or something. Yeah,
3: <laughs> like, what, what animal was it? He's got like this fiberglass rhino oh, okay. that he's hiding in, mm. and. Like, he accidentally gets himself locked in there. And so, like, there's a tiny little, like, air hole in the anus. And so, like, finally he, like, you know, he's unbearably hot or whatever. So he, like, pries it open with his fingers and crawls through ah. it. And it looks like this rhino's given birth to a human man. <laughs> And, like, the people on Safari are like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) It's just a... It's quite droll.
1: (laughs) Just another day in a pet detective life. Right. Uh,
0: I just imagine Brent in the theater watching Ace Ventura 2.
2: Oh, man. And just laughing his ass off. (laughs) I did. It was
3: the funniest thing. That scene still sticks with me, how hard I laughed. (laughs) You guys... Speaking of Ace Ventura, you guys don't watch Miracle Workers, do you? Uh Uh-uh. Um...
0: Is that the hospital show?
3: No. Okay. No. Um, that so one this, was Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have seen a few episodes.
3: Uh, have you watched the current season?
1: I do not. So,
3: so each season, um, and this is the fourth and final season. Each They're all season, different, right? Yeah. All yeah. Like, it's
1: kind of eclectic.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, there's an overarching season theme, and they play, like, the same characters, but from season to season, they're totally different characters or whatever.
0: So just so I understand, when he says Harry Potter, he means Daniel Radcliffe, right? Yes. I don't know his name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he means Danny Radcliffe. Okay, I'm just making sure that it's not a situation where it's, like, Harry Potter the character is yeah. in some way involved. <laughs>
3: so. so, like, in the... Um, the current season, it's sort of well, he goes like... goes by a,
1: Harold Potter in that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's
3: Harold Potter Esquire. <laughs> right. So the current season's like this post-apocalyptic Mad Max type thing. Okay. okay? And um, Steve Buscemi's the... Uh, he plays the junkyard boss. And, like, their currency in the future is uh, bird beaks.
2: Oh. You know? <laughs> um,
3: and then Harry Potter and um, Geraldine Vishwarner... Um, <laughs> And they're, you know, a married couple this time around. Yeah, I don't have to go into all the characters, but because <laughs> you've not seen the other seasons. But long story short, um, his his wife, uh, Geraldine, that's her name in real life, um, she's doing a community production theater at Steve Buscemi. Every year, he does a play. <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking the long way around.
1: <laughs> that never happens in this.
0: You're a good storyteller, but I think you've been taking too many notes from Ski. There's a, a lot of extra details.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: if so, you stick the landing, though. I, so anyway,
3: Steve Buscemi, you know, each year, you know, his character does a play mm-hmm. and all he does are, um, you know, the classics of the Bard, but in this poke-apocalyptic Wasteland or whatever. Jim Carrey is the bard, oh, okay. and so like he does stage adaptations of Jim Carrey films, oh. and and this year he's doing um, Ace Ventura. Okay, okay, and but it's sort of like their version of Hamlet, and whomever gets cast as Ace Ventura like always gradually goes insane. Oh, okay, and so Geraldine, you know, she gets the part. And so she starts dressing like um, Ace Ventura throughout the episode, and adopting his manner. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does the hair, the entire thing. It has the mannerism and like the um, the Hawaiian shirt, whatever. Mm -hmm. And finally, she she realizes she's going crazy, and so she's like, "I I just need to kill myself." And so she goes to a cliff, and you know, people are trying to talk her out of it. Like, no, don't kill yourself. And she's like, no, the sooner I'm dead, the sooner it'll be all righty then.
2: (laughs) It was just one of the funniest things I've seen on anything this year.
1: Them together at the end. <laughs> it's just, now, how many bird beaks would it cost to go to one of these productions? I think it was like fifty bird beaks or oh, something. Wow. <laughs> I think so.
3: Highfalutin. <laughs> yeah. So, but like then, um, so after like she walks away or whatever, the camera pans down, and at the base of the cliff, it's of uh, just a whole bunch of skeletons wearing Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, it's, it's a, just good writing.
3: But yeah, yeah. I just love that so much.
0: <laughs> well, where where can you watch Miracle Workers at? Is it on one of the streaming services? Um
3: it's on t- TBS. Like oh, okay. the first three seasons are on the HBO Max, but they've not added the fourth season. Okay. Um but anyway, it's one of those shows that we just purchased on the Amazon. That way we can watch it yeah weekly when it comes out. Because we didn't want to wait until it was finally available for free, fair enough, quote unquote free. Yeah, yeah.
0: included in the price of yeah. something else. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, but we we just love that show. We're gonna be sad it's gone away.
1: Yeah, sounds sounds solid. Yeah, it does indeed. <laughs> the, the like two or three episodes I've seen were pretty hilarious. <laughs> I think I saw. what I'm guessing was season one. Okay, weren't they like working for God or something? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And season one,
1: he's on that one too, isn't he? Yeah, um, Is he God?
3: Yeah, he's God in the first season. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because, you know, God's a handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we are in his image. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in the first. I feel like my eyes aren't bulging yeah. up. <laughs> in the first season, he's God. Um, and then Geraldine and Harry Potter are angels, I think. And then in the second season, it's like a Middle Ages type okay. thing. And he's um Stanley shit shoveler and his job <laughs> his job is to shovel shit oh. <laughs> and Geraldine's his daughter and then um uh, Harry Potter I think he's like a prince or something mm, who okay. falls in love with a shit shuffler's daughter, <laughs> ah. <laughs> and then in the third season it's an old west type thing. Okay, and
1: that's no, that's yeah. I think I've yeah. only seen the two. Then and I saw he, one first uh, uh, season and the, the west one. Yeah,
3: and like Steve Buscemi's like a Billy the Kid type character. He just you know horrendously aged <laughs> by that <laughs> <laughs> and Danny Radcliffe is a. Uh, Minister. You oh, okay. know. And Geraldine's a uh, a rich lady who's married to an idiot.
0: It's the kind of reverse role. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so, well, a great really show. Go. I enjoyed I enjoyed, yeah. definitely parts oh, okay. of that story. <laughs> you, you can edit it down. <laughs> well, then my comments wouldn't make sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everybody, everybody takes the whole journey with yeah. us. <laughs> That's
2: right.
0: <laughs> All right. So, Ski, you can. Continue.
1: We have a lot of ways to go, guys. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh,
0: three and a half pages? Yeah. We'll get there.
1: <clears throat> I, I packed a stack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, where were we at? The insurance company had settled out of court uh, after a rose trapped a dude in the pool, and they're now canceling their policy. Uh, Blanche, clearly upset by the news, comments that they should uh, they should be the one to sue, as they had to repaint the side of the pool to remove those pesky scratch marks. <laughs> right. <laughs> So clearly the guy didn't go down without a fight, right? Right. Uh Roland tells <laughs> <laughs> Roland tells her that they just need to be extra careful now because uh, you know, they until they can get a new insurance carrier. Uh, and checks to see if uh she's contacted the group of judges to oh, sorry, jumped ahead. Uh where was that? I lost my place. Man, I'm like really off my mark today, guys. Uh, just
3: go ahead and start over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She says they should sue because they had to repaint the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Roland tells her they need to be extra careful because until they get a new insurance carrier, right? Uh, A single court case could cost them the hotel, Mm -hmm. right? Because obviously, if you don't have insurance, things go real bad real fast. Mm -hmm. Blance and Roland exit from behind the desk when Rose arrives in the lobby. Uh, Blance checks to see if she has contacted the group of judges that uh, she had mentioned. To cancel their reservation, Rose, however, explains that she's uh, figured out a way to make it all work out, and decides to tell them a story from St. Olaf about the Big Monkey Trial of 1945. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She adds how uh, important it was to find a jury of his peers, or they might have uh, they might like likely have convicted the wrong monkey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And continuing, uh, she says that Mrs. Ingovar's monkey came upon a typewriter and somehow typed out a self-help book. Stealing the monkey within. I think she says he got lucky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, As Rose's story progresses, though, Roland and Blanche console one another as though they're hearing about a horrible accident, even though it's just a St. Olaf story. She tells them that uh, everyone in town wanted to see the trial, so they resorted to even sitting on one another's laps. Uh, The monkey was ultimately found guilty of intelligence and therefore shaved. Yeah. Mrs. Ingovar then got rich as she took him to carnivals as a man from Mars. Mm -hmm. Thoroughly confused by this, Blanche begs for a point to that story. Rose tells her the moral of the story is, hey, if you want to make some money, you shave your monkey. Yeah,
3: Isn't that what your wife does?
1: Yes, it is. (laughs) Well, she doesn't shave. Oh. She She waxes. Gotcha. But there is a place called the Naked Monkey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That uh, does... Badge waxing.
3: Yeah. I think it's right between like the little kids' like swim lesson place. There is one on the south side, <laughs> yes. And the, and the crumble cookies. <laughs> yes. It's right
1: there. You're exactly right. There's one on the north side, too. Gotcha.
0: Have you ever had Nicole wax you? No. Oh, I don't know. It seems like something you would have let her practice. Uh, I
1: think she did do a strip on my arm one time to show oh, okay. me it didn't hurt. I still don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: she was like, it's not going to hurt you. And then she proved it to you. And even after you found out it wasn't going to hurt you, you still wouldn't let her have her way with you? Yeah, no. Really?
1: I don't have any interest in getting waxed.
3: But it's but something, obviously, she wanted for you.
1: That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> he is an insensitive lover. I, yeah, he really I is. I very much love my wife. I do many things for her. But that is not one of the things I have offered up. I thought he was going to
0: say, I very much love my pubes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, apparently, he loves them more. Yeah, I guess so.
1: If they're gonna be gone. It'll be by my hands. By golly, <laughs> it's, it's up, it would make your wife happy. I don't know that that's true. <laughs> <I
0: didn't laughs> it think couldn't it, hurt. Yeah,
1: it could though. No, <laughs> it, it, she
0: proved it to you. It's not gonna hurt.
1: On oh, my arm. I mean, yeah.
0: she's an she's an expert in her field. Exactly.
1: you guys trying to convince me you're my junk shit yeah. wax? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying you shouldn't be there's no reluctant. skin off your back. Yeah, like elsewhere, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it. There. It's not happening.
0: I'm just saying that if your reasoning for not doing it is because you're afraid it'll hurt, I think that besmirches be smart, your wife's uh, good name as a waxer. Because yes. I have no
1: desire. And to your do own thing.
0: masculinity. Yeah. So <laughs> in in all ways, you guys
1: can go ahead and think what you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I think you've proven different
1: either way.
3: Okay. Yeah, I mean, she she's your sta- wife. <laughs> she sta- she sta- she stated a preference that she had for you. And you're like, nope. I
1: think I don't think she ever says that she has a preference of that.
3: But it's something she would enjoy or prefer.
1: I think she would enjoy it only in so much as she thinks that it would be funny
3: oh, in the act of doing it. Gotcha. Mm, I gotcha. don't. Yeah,
1: she's never voiced like, "Hey, I really Oof. want you smooth as a dolphin down there. Mm-hmm. Let's make that happen." Yeah. <laughs>
2: gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
1: I I'm, mean, you could ask her. No, nah, I don't okay. care. <laughs> Nah, I'm okay. Ah, okay. uh, content.
0: I mean, I'm still trying to get her that job with the Colts that I mentioned several episodes <laughs> back.
1: I'm forgetting what you talked about now.
0: I think i just ask if you'd be cool with it if she became the official waxer for the uh, Colts, but only for them only for the players. Um, <laughs> not, <laughs> not <at your> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if you feel comfortable enough with yourself to have your you know wife waxing. Cool.
1: What did I answer then?
0: I think you said yeah that you would because well, I'd probably I be I, good money. Exactly, I think that's what it was. I said that she was getting a, a hefty paycheck for it. Now, what if you could just if you guys got free season tickets and that was the payment? That was the only payment. Yeah, that was the only payment.
1: <laughs> Depends on how long it takes, I guess.
0: Where are the seats at? Um, not quite nosebleeds, but not good seats either. <laughs> uh, upper, up,
1: Fifty yard line.
0: No, upper deck in the corner, but near the. <laughs> You know, near the bottom of the upper deck oh, in the corner.
1: I bet she wouldn't do that, honestly.
0: You mean she wouldn't, like, want to use her time to do that? Yes. yeah. Because, I, I mean, there she'd... are, like, 53 people on that roster, so <laughs> that's a lot of wax and time.
1: It would be a lot of material, too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing she would probably spend more in time and material. How much does she... the
0: material cost?
1: Um, For 50 people, uh, quite a bit. <laughs>
3: for one person. Like, I don't know. I don't you know, know. what's I a kit th- cost?
1: I would have to ask her. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I think that it's like there are the, these pieces of paper they stick on. So there's that, you know, that probably come in a pack yeah, of a bunch like for a small cost, yeah. relatively. And then there's the wax itself, but I don't think it comes in a kit. I think it's just like a, a can, yeah, a can, can, of can of wax can. that sh- that thing gets yeah. melted or whatever. So, um, so yeah, but it, that would probably be a little bit difficult to break down per person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd have to probably do some research on. It would that.
1: definitely depend on the person too. Yeah, some more people, are, some people are more wax or more. More, <laughs> More waxy than
3: others. More waxy. Fair enough. <clears throat> okay. Can you Percy. just use fly paper? Say what? Can you <laughs> just use fly paper? You could do
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Have you ever got wax paper on your hands? Wax or paper. Fly, fly, fly paper. Sorry. No, no. So we've not had, uh, like, well, thankfully we've not had big issues with flies in our house, but uh, there was uh, one year that we had a birthday party for our daughter, mm-hmm. right, and. Uh, um, people were going in and out of the house all day and stuff, uh-huh. and quite a few flies got in the house. Yeah. Uh, mostly like fruit flies. Yeah, oh. we had a watermelon and some other stuff like served out, mm-hmm. and they just stick around. Yeah, and so we're like, we got to get rid of these things, they're just driving us nuts. Yeah. So we put up some fly paper, and uh, I, I got one on my hand just a little bit. It's, I mean, it's meant to be sticky, obviously, yeah, but yeah. it is mm-hmm. gross, it's oh, really? hard to get off. Mm-hmm. Uh. Fast forward uh, to like a day or two later, we kind of let him up and stuff just um, because we were those flies. Mm -hmm. We had a cat at the time, only one, Mm -hmm. and apparently he jumped at the paper. Mm -hmm. And we were trying to sleep early on a, I think, Saturday or Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And we hear at the door, Mm meow,
2: meow.
1: (laughs) i was like, gosh dang, what's wrong with Uh that dumb cat? Uh So we go out to look at him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the poor cat has got, like, this flyer paper just, like, mm-hmm. wrapped around from, like, his chest all the way oh. around his back to his tail. Mm-hmm. And it was just all over him. It's yeah. disgusting.
3: Did he have, like, a landing strip when you peeled it off? No. <laughs>
1: we, I don't remember how we got it off. I think we may have cut it. Mm-hmm. But it was, we ended up shaving him and stuff and stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he was fine afterwards, but mm. I don't know how long he was being miserable yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He sounded very upset. He yeah. should have just put him down, honestly. Just to break the neck <laughs> Yeah. fill him in the trash. <laughs> Stupid cat. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: he get play a little taps outside by the dumpster. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways.
1: Anyways, let's so shave your monkey. No get done. some money. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blanche clarifies that she wants to know uh, how this specific story that Rose told applied to them, not just about shaving your monkey. Uh, Roland's face shows that his exhaustion from even enduring that story, but Rose explains that they need to double up, uh, meaning that if the girls share a room, and then Roland, Chewie, and Oliver share one, only a single lawyer and a single judge will need to bunk up. Blanche sees that sees, uh, the end of the rope and angrily tells Rose to just go ahead and make it happen. Mm. Rose walks away, but Roland uh, cautions that if the hotel is already fully booked and they currently lack insurance, that the risk is just too great. Blanche, however, thinks that it is worth it uh, now that they're actually making some money. He tells her that she should make an informed decision with all of the partners. Uh, Blanche stows her head back saying that she's, you know, she'll never be able to track them all down. Then she realizes, however, that he meant business partners. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The delivery was a bit awkward Mm -hmm. on that in the show, but I thought it was funny.
0: Yeah, the joke was funny. Yeah, just the delivery didn't quite hit it.
1: Uh, She ends it by simply saying that it'll be okay because she's in charge. Mm -hmm. Uh, They head into the kitchen and ask the chefs if lunch could be served soon. Apparently, people are waiting. Right. Ruben states that Chewy still won't talk to him. And Chewy then asks Roland if he'd talk to a man that slept with his wife. Roland, trying to get the attention, says that he doesn't care what he does as long as he washes his hands afterwards. <laughs> Chewie then turns to Blanche and asks that uh, if she'd found her best friend uh, in bed with someone she loved, wouldn't she be mad? A bit flustered by the question, Blanche says that it would depend on the c- circumstances. She then tries to justify it as though maybe she'd been on the other side of that story.
0: Right. I think uh, we've heard that from Blanche a couple times before. Yeah.
1: Uh, she says, maybe they'd been to a dance and had too much to drink, and he just said he was going to show me his appendix car. <laughs> Realizing that they are now looking at her, she looks up and yells, stop judging me. Uh, Ruben tries to calmly explain that since Chewy and Dolores had already separated, he had visited her to tell her how miserable Chewy had been feeling. Chewy plays on that line, though, saying that in order to know what he f- was feeling, Reuben started feeling on his wife.
0: Right.
1: Chewy, exasperated from the conversation, asks, you know, what he... What he really wants, uh, what, you wondering want a blessing to be with Dolores. Uh, Ruben explains that he doesn't want her; he wants Chewy, as he's the one she, one he loves. Yeah. Blanche has this weird look on her face, like she comments that that was uh, not a twist she was expecting. Uh, Roland escorts Blanche out of the room so they can talk. Uh, Ruben then tries to pull up good memories, like uh, hanging out together and when uh, they met and were only six years old. Chewy f- refuses, however, to forget refuses to forgive him. Chewie remembers that Ruben even stole his crayons, and now his wife, everything he loved to play with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chewy closes by saying that uh, he's a thief and he's already taken enough from him. Anything I missed on that one? Mm.
0: No, I think you covered yeah. it pretty thoroughly. Yeah. yeah a good I mean, the only sidebar too. S- only small thing was just that uh, when Blanche, you left out a small part of her line, just so that she said. Uh, Stop judging me. I'm not a tramp. I'm not a tramp. Because um, I thought about introducing you as. Stop judging him. He's not a tramp. He's <laughs> yeah. not a tramp. Well, she says that later. I didn't. I didn't oh, know does, she it, does it, get it get revisited later? Yeah, it's, on? A, it's, okay. it's another bit. Then I take it back. Then no, there was nothing, <laughs> nothing missed.
1: <laughs> but I do think she says, "Stop judging me twice." Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Chain scene again. Now we're in the lobby. Our Roland hangs up the phone in a huff. He tells Blance that he still can't get any insurance policy that will cover them adequately, and now they're overbooked. Uh, meanwhile, Rose is trying to talk to a, talk a lawyer, we find out it's Mr. Burroughs, right? Yep. Uh, into uh, sharing a room with one of the uh, judges that's soon to arrive. She tells him that would be just like summer camp. She then shares some memories of her time at camp uh, playing uh, Lose Rose in the Forest, <laughs> yeah. or Dump Rose in the Middle of the Lake. She adds that she'd always find a way back to camp, and Everyone will be seeing Kumbaya. Mm.
3: Second worst sleepaway camp ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Sleepaway Camp, Ski? Well, I thought he was talking about uh, his time reading Elvis. Oh. No, 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 I was referencing the
3: movie. <laughs> uh,
1: what, what was that movie about? I'm guessing Camp. <laughs> <laughs> It was
3: camp.
0: (laughs) Long story short, at the end of it, like after, you know, your typical 80s horror type movie with lots of people getting killed. um, Oh, is it a horror movie? Yeah, it's a horror movie. Okay. Then at the end, I believe the whole time we think it's a a daughter or a girl that's killing everybody. And then at the end, this uh, girl or this person comes jumping out of the water, you know, kind of Jason style, immortal, Uh I guess, whatever, and has a a penis as well, so part of the issue was that the mother was trying to make the son be a daughter kind of a deal, Um, but you do get to see, like, a a, a small naked body jumping out of the water, I believe, (laughs) at the end of the movie. A little treat for the
1: audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You said Sleepaway Camp, and my first thought was, like, Parent Trap or some kid movie. (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, eh, could be a bad movie, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he first tells her that no way, but Blanche tells him that it'll be free, you know, the lawyer, mm-hmm. uh, which wins him over. Uh, she tells him that he'll be sharing a room with a Mr. Angel, if he agrees. Yeah. Just then, some gruff-looking men in biker gear throw open the front doors. Blanche tells him that uh, she's very sorry that they can't help him, as they are booked solid. One man explains that they already have reservations. They are the judges of Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, apparently spoke to... While looking at it, writing on his hand, a woman named Rose. Clearly intimidated by the group, Lance quickly points uh, Rose out to them and says under her breath to her, get rid of them. (laughs) (laughs) Rose, nervously but cheerfully, tells the men that she uh, made a mistake and overbooked the establishment, adding that someone would have uh, to room with him, pointing to the lawyer on the couch. The main biker says that sounds like fun. Rose insists that, oh no, it wouldn't be because he's a lawyer. <laughs> it's a little insulting, right? Right, yeah. But the man says that's even better because he hates lawyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose gets behind the death and asks his for his full name. Uh, he tells her that Angel of Death. Mm-hmm. Rose then writes down Angel of oh, Death and comments that, oh, he's an Irish boy.
0: That was my favorite line of the
1: episode. That oh. was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Blanche assumes that the lawyer may no longer want to stay, but to the contrary, he says that he plans to stay. But if anything happens to him, this hotel is mine. Yeah. <sighs> Did I miss anything there?
0: No, no, I think that you got it all pretty well. I, I really like that one particular line <laughs> about being
1: like, oh, an Irish boy. Angel <laughs> <of> death. Yeah. <laughs> Later that night, we see Rose, Sophia, and Blanche piling into a single large bed, as they've done before, mm-hmm. minus Dorothy this time. Uh, Rose asks if they're ready for uh, lights out. Sophia uh-huh. says yes, but asks why she has to be in the middle. She tells them, that you know, sometimes she likes to get up in the middle of the night and grab a drink of water. Rose sarcastically adds a, yeah, and then you got to get up and let it out. Right. <coughs> Stuggling yeah. in, Blanche says, though, sometimes she doesn't get up to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Rose turns off the light and Blanche uh, thinks aloud that she hopes the lawyer and biker are doing all right. Sophia comments on how sad it is that society has to cower to those hooligans and adds that the bikers are bad, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose rolls over and says that they shouldn't really be worried. Even if the lawyer does sue, the insurance should cover them. Blanche turns the light back on and finally comes clean that uh, they were canceled. She adds that if the lawyer or Reuben should cause legal issues, they could potentially lose everything. Rose asks how uh, life and work became so hard. Did the laundry deliver all the sheets? Did they get all the keys from the guests? And Blanche interjects. Did you check for swimmers before you covered the pool? <laughs> Rose agrees. Exactly. Yeah. Then she uh, sits there, lays there for a minute before getting up and excusing herself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did have one huge problem, though, with the premise of this episode. Just one one particular aspect. Was it about foster
3: kids having to sleep with grown men? Uh,
0: no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> th- although that that's another thing to mention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would say the fact that it's like, it's one night. Why couldn't all six of them bunk in one room together for one night? Yeah. <laughs> like, I get the, you know, like, yeah, that would mm-hmm. be odd, and maybe they'd have to do something to try to find an air mattress or whatever yeah. in order to make it work, yeah. but if you're one room short, there is an easy solution right now, <laughs> or another solution would be why doesn't one group of them go to a different hotel and stay <laughs> there really. for the night and then just money. come back in the morning, yeah. yeah. So, and apparently, this hotel has no one manning the, the front desk at night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they just shut down at, you know, 10 o'clock or whatever time. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so yeah, we
1: never do see any other real staff. No. I think in the first or second episode, didn't we see a pool boy?
3: Yeah, but he yeah. was a freelance guy who stopped mm-hmm. by to do it.
1: And yeah. we haven't seen him again, right? Not.
3: But she blew him off for a month.
0: So
1: yeah. that's right. We've
0: still got a few weeks. Anyways, but that that's just one issue that the only real issue that I had with the premise of the story. But.
1: Indeed. Mm-hmm. Very good point, though.
0: Well, okay, I take it back. There's two issues I have with it. Why wouldn't they have two of the lawyers bunk up with each other or two of the uh, bikers bunk up with That's each other? That's <laughs> funny, Alan. <Alex. laughs> so, I don't know. There's just some logistical aspects of it <laughs> that, as a hotelier myself, um, <laughs> a- aspiring, <laughs> um, it just feels like there, there were some other options mm-hmm. that would have alleviated yeah. some of the problems. So
1: or you could totally just say, "Hey, we would like to put you up in another hotel." Yeah. And we'll give you extra amount of money to do something to do it. Yeah.
0: There's certainly some other options on the table.
3: So tell us about your hotel year
0: dreams. I don't really ever want to do that. Oh, okay. um, I did work in a hotel for about 2 weeks gotcha. and I was like a maintenance man there. Gotcha. And it was such a uh, I mean this was a small hotel in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that small, I mean, but it was the entire staff, when I was there, because I worked overnights, mm-hmm. and it was like me and the front desk person, yeah. and I would just go through, and my job was to try to find any little flaws in the various rooms mm-hmm. and fix them. Maybe it wasn't overnight. Maybe it was a daytime job, but mm-hmm. it's been a long time ago yeah. anyway. That was
1: before you settled in at McDonald's, right? Yeah, You kind of exactly. had a bunch of little odd jobs here and there.
0: Yeah, and it was just was such a solitary job. And <laughs> I'm not like a super social person, but I'm more social than that. <laughs> 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 and yeah. it was just depressing. I mean, it wasn't as depressing as he worked in that factory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as fruitless. I did get paid for it, uh, <laughs> so it was more fruitful than podcasting. But, anyways, go ahead. See, so yeah, and no, I actually do have have no desire to own a hotel. That's good. <laughs> I was gonna say, you
3: watch Hotel Ronda one time, and you get delusions <laughs> of grandeur. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go again. Are you laughing at yourself calling it Hotel Ronda
1: again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we see uh, Rose and Sea Leaves. to go probably check on the pool, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Then we see Roland, <laughs> Oliver, and Chewie in the shared room. Roland is I pr- doing...
3: I pronounced it puberty last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I always call it with my kids. Uh, does it make
0: you feel a little less uncomfortable? <laughs> it, does, it does. And
3: it guarantees they don't come to me with questions
0: about it. Right. Like, the you Master can't even pronounce word. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uncomfortable with my, because it also sounds like you're trying to say it like a little kid like <laughs> like oh your <laughs> yeah
2: that
0: would definitely make me even more uncomfortable about yeah. talking to my dad. About
1: <laughs> 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 Does Whittle Allen want to talk about boobies? <laughs> yeah. That was a little extra for you.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> a little preview. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so we see Roland, Oliver, and Chewie in their shared room. Roland is doing push-ups, and Chewie is counting along as though he's doing them as well on the opposite side of the bed. (laughs) After reaching 50, Roland asks that they should switch to sit-ups. Chewie agrees, but decides to (laughs) instead grab a nearby snack. Roland begins to count, but realizes quickly that Chewie isn't actually working out. He continues to count aloud, but looks over the bed. Uh, When he gets to 8, Chewie says that he already did.
3: (laughs) Do we have time for another little small story? Yeah, of course. Um, So I did not have a very good week this week as far as like, you know, going to the gym or exercising or whatever. Okay. Um, Like I went a few times, but just nothing to write home about or whatever. And then Friday morning rolled around and, you know, I was heading to the gym and I was like, you know, pretty much this week's been all, you know, a wash, you know. I shouldn't really try that hard when I get there. And then tomorrow, meaning Saturday, today, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, I'll, you know, have all the energy I need and I can go for like a really, really extra long run okay. and I'll, you know, make lemons out of lemonade. And I've done that before if I have sort of an off week or whatever, for Sure. then I just go extra hard on the one day I do get a workout. It's, it, it's good, you know. Um, so I got to the gym yesterday morning and, you know, I was just sort of half passing it or whatever. And this little old man comes up to me. And he's like, I'm teaching a core class, you know, at um five forty five if you're interested. Oh, okay. Or no, at six fifteen. He comes up to me at five forty five, he's like, at six fifteen, or if you're interested. And I was like, Well, how long does it last? And he's like, It's just a half an hour. And I was like, Okay, yeah, I'll be there. Um, and so you know, I'd planned on leaving before then, but I was like, God, oh, I'll stick around an extra half hour to do this dude's class. Sure. And he was like fucking seventy or whatever. And, you know, I know I'm rambling, but basically dude kicked my ass, <laughs> like, with all these core exercises. Like fucking Jack Lane in exactly, here. Exactly, <laughs> really. It it was go time. <laughs> so, so anyways, I woke up this morning, and I was amazingly sore from yesterday, that 30 minutes with that well, old hey, man. You,
1: you did what you said, sought out to do, right? I know, but you then that your...
3: ended being, like, my one good workout for the week, and I was too sore today to, like, <laughs> reap the benefits from the previous lazy days, so... <laughs> it was just the whole week was a wash.
0: <laughs> so. Well, at least you got that core worked out. Yeah. So sore today. How many but, people were in the class with you?
3: Um, there was 11 of us when the class ended. Oh, okay. And I think the, like the front row, the five up there, I think they're his regulars. Mm, okay. Um, and then the back row, the six of us back there were people like he'd roped in that day. Yeah. You know? Because I could tell the front row definitely knew what they were doing, mm, okay. um, and those of us in the back row were trying to keep up and follow along, and you know, do the leg lifts and all that stuff that he was asking of us. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> well. Yeah. Good job, though, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're <laughs> right. in there.
3: Yeah. So, so that's my new Friday things. I'm going to start doing that. By now, I can plan for it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. Resulted in something new for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get,
3: so get masked, kick my ass kicked by an old man.
1: <laughs> better better that way than other ways.
3: Yeah, yeah, I suppose so.
1: <laughs> Out on the streets. Yeah, like like usual. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Out on
3: the streets when an old man kicks your ass, it's free. I'm paying for the <laughs> <laughs> Now is the class extra though? No, no. The class itself is free.
1: You yeah, it's part of the membership, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Chewy gets to eight or no, rolling gets to eight. And Chewy says, thanks, I just did. Uh, Roland asks you know, what he's doing, saying that Chewy told him that he wanted to pump up. Chewy, Chewy though, corrects him, saying that he wants to plump up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: His reasoning, however, is sound, uh, that people don't trust skinny chefs. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I
0: don't know if it's exactly true, but I can see it's, it's the logic is reasonable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he tells Roland that all the great chefs are porkers. <laughs> his word, not mine. Uh, he, he lists famous <laughs> chefs. Uh, he just gives a last name, but I looked him up: uh, Paul Pradom, James Beard, and that other dude. Oh, uh, Julia Child. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver tells them that uh, their tent is ready, and that uh, Chewy yeah. tells them that he should sleep in the tent because it would be kind of like camping out in the woods.
0: Do you guys have a favorite chef? Boy, RD. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought that I was going to say that when we yeah. said the other dude. Maybe yeah.
0: Mama Celeste. <laughs> That's, what
1: That's
0: what I was thinking of. Uh,
1: I like Coco. Yeah, he wasn't ch- he wasn't chubby.
0: That's true. He was not. I yeah. did trust him for the yeah. one episode we got to be with him.
1: He
3: was, all he ever made was a, uh, you know, rancheros enchiladas. Yeah. Those things pass right through you. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Oliver tells him though that he's a city kid. Hard he to gain buttons.
3: weight when you're suffering from Montezuma's revenge, <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a revenge it is. is. Mm. But uh, he says he's a city kid and he hates bugs. Upon hearing about the bugs, Roland says he's definitely not sleeping in the woods. But ends the debate saying that they're grown men. And I think he even says strong grown men. Right, yeah. And says that uh, he should sleep in the tent, which looks really just like it's a blanket draped over two sh- chairs. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, two Rosadas. Ah. <laughs>
0: Well, actually, it's a frizzata draped over two. over two chairs. Yeah. D- oh,
1: sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I stand I sit corrected. Mm-hmm. Uh, they turn off the lights, and uh, Chewie rolls over, but then asks Roland kind of quietly how he could possibly forgive Reuben after he had slept with his wife. And just like the girls, the lights immediately come back on, and Roland agrees that what he did was horrible, but carrying all that anger inside is killing and changing him. Chewie tells... Uh, Tells them that Reuben was his best friend and he can't get that close to another man overnight. Just then, they both realize that they're lying next to one another on the bed, chatting, kind of like with their head propped up with their hand. Mm -hmm. They then homophobically jump out of bed and Roland uh, then agrees, no, no, you can't get that close to a man overnight. Meanwhile, we see uh, the lawyer and Angel, a death, uh, sitting on the bed or edge of a rather small bed, actually. Mm -hmm. Angel has his arm around the other man and they're both singing Kumbaya. Right. Uh, The lawyer smiles uncomfortably. Back with the girls, though, uh, Sophia moves her foot towards Blanche, who comments that her feet are freezing. Sophia agrees, saying that she was just putting them in the hottest place in Miami. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is likely a dig at her active social life. Yeah. (laughs) Likely. (laughs) Blanche responds, not without dinner and a movie first. Right. Sophia then moves her feet over to Rose. Uh, who wakes up and tells them that she just had her favorite, abominable s- snowman dream, and she still feels the chills. I think it's interesting that she has enough abominable snowman dreams to have a favorite. Yeah, I would say
0: so, but you know,
1: <laughs> she did grow up in. Uh, um,
0: yeah, the frosty north.
1: Yeah. Uh, Blanche tells her that her f- that it's just Sophia's feet, and I think she told her to get her feet away. But uh, yeah. yeah, Sophia apologizes for waking them, and Blanche admits that she was not asleep. She was just lying there thinking about how in her wildest dreams she didn't expect the hotel business to be this hard, which I think is very short-sighted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she clarifies, though, that her wildest dreams actually involve being carried in the jungle by a man in a loincloth. My guess is loin of pork. Yes. <laughs> actually, she didn't specify leopard skin. Yeah. Pork, but uh, that seems <laughs> less golden to me. Leopard skin pork. Le- 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 leopard skin loincloth. cloth. Gotcha. But you could you could call her a pork loin. Mm-hmm. A little, little marker or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia says that she hasn't worked so hard since uh, her father's dirt farm in Sicily, which produced dirt. Yes. Uh, Rose then gets up and makes her own little pretend tent. Blanche seems exasperated by her childish fun, but Rose asks them honestly how many more times in their lives will they have a chance to play camp. Uh, this, however, strikes a chord with the other girls and they get up to join her. Lance comments that uh, it would be more fun if they had a boys camp across the lake to go visit. Sophia then offers up a scary story. The day Dorothy quit smoking. Mm -hmm. They all give the obligatory, ooh. Right. And pull the tent blanket over their faces. Uh, We again check on the lawyer who's now wincing but getting a tattoo from Angel. Mm -hmm. Angel finishes and asks if it, uh, see, it wasn't too bad. He looks down at the new ink on his arm and says he loves it. Born to litigate. Yep. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah solid. We uh, now change scene again. The next day we see Chewie and Reuben in the kitchen cutting up veggies with rather large knives. Then they start to kind of jostle over a tomato with the knives. Sophia enters and says that she needs a shrimp salad from the winner. Right. <laughs> uh, Chewie gets it for her. Uh, we learn that uh, Reuben is only there for one more night. and Sophia says that seems too bad. He seems like a nice guy. Other than the sleeping with his best friend part. Yeah. Or best friend's wife's part. <laughs> uh, she takes the salad and walks back to the dining room while singing kumbaya. Chewie pretends to cut an onion. I don't know if you, caught, you guys caught that. he do like, like light chopping mm-hmm. motions mm-hmm. while rotating an onion, but mm. cutting nothing. I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be very obvious to the audience. It was just supposed to look like... He, it may have been a framing issue, too. It yeah, yeah, was supposed to look be. like he was cutting <laughs> something offhand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ruben puts down his utensils, admitting that you know he's not perfect, but he is very sorry about sleeping with Dolores. As a peace offering, he reaches into his pocket and hands uh, a pack of crayons to Chewy, saying it's a start.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, could have gotten the 64 box, though, if he really wanted yeah, to make a Yeah, he statement.
1: got an eight. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys realize this. It looked like there was a sticker over the brand name. Uh, so I'm guessing it was Dollar Tree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he then heads for the door, but Chewie stops him, calls him back, and gives him a hug. He says, it's not for Reuben, but for the old Chewie. Mm-hmm. Just then, Blanche comes in and sees them aghast that he's chosen to forgive him. She says that back in her day, if a man caught his wife embracing another man, He'd never forgive him, even if it was an innocent New Year's Eve kiss with a family friend that she'd known for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look at her intently, and uh, she feels this, and she snaps back, "Stop judging me! I'm not a tramp! I'm not a tramp!" Yeah. <laughs> she exits, and Chewie drops his head from laughing. Uh, one last ni- time, we change scene. This is kind of like a post-credit scene, but like the credits hadn't quite run yet. Mm-hmm. So like the, the credits end, uh, run at the very end of this. Uh, we see the next morning, Blanche is checking out uh, uh, Mr. Burroughs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joking, jokingly adding that uh, she hopes he won't be uh, suing them for any reason. He says that he enjoyed his night and continues that uh, every other lawyer he knows got gotten a practicing law to uphold justice, right. not for the money. Just then, Rose, Rose comes tumbling down the steps and everyone rushes over to help her. Blanche helps her up and asks if she's okay. The lawyer hands, his, hands her his card. He's saying, "If you decide to sue."
2: Yeah. And
1: Rose says that she's fine and that she's an owner. The man says, "Oh, you can sue yourself. Are you incorporated?" <laughs> Blanche tells him that they don't have uh, insurance. And then we hear a loud screech from outside—a car wreck. Yeah. And the lawyers all excuse themselves and uh, rush out the door. Rose tells Blanche that uh, she's not sure how he felt. Fa- she fell. But then Sophia meanders down the steps behind her and apologizes that uh, she didn't see her over the towel cart. Right. Sophia then keeps walking past the girls, but Rose asks if she uh, wants to hear the rest of the monkey trial story. (laughs) (laughs) Sophia says, maybe next time we're upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) And then we close, and that's the end.
0: Very nice. (laughs) Was there a post credit on this? That was was the post credit. Oh, that's right. It was like
1: kind of in the middle, like the commercial was oddly timed.
0: Yeah. All right, well, we had a few guest actors in that episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Billy L. Sullivan, he played Oliver for his fifth of eight times. Yeah. Uh, Then we had Gregory Sierra, he played Ruben. 139 titles for him. This is his only golden appearance. Uh, One episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. He was in uh, Growing Pains, Miami Vice, Hill Street Blues, 12 episodes of Soap, 12 episodes of Sanford and Son, which is where I recognized him from. (laughs) Yes, same. And then... uh, Three episodes of Mission Impossible, and I wondered if you recognized him from your recent watching of that.
3: Um, I've not seen him yet. Okay, so
0: I think I'm on episode four or five of season two. Okay, so hes not popped up yet. Had a uh, Christopher Collins. He played Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, 48 titles for him. This is only Golden. A lot of voice acting work. Um, he did have, aside from this, uh, he did two episodes of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine also. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had his primary things was he was on a. A bunch of GI Joe, you know, mm-hmm. various the yeah. cartoons as yeah, well it's as a kind movies. kind of rough
1: voice. I can see that. Well, actually,
0: he was a Cobra Commander.
1: Oh and, wow! Yeah, and
0: then can you guess what Transformers character he played? If you think about Cobra Commander's voice,
1: Grimlock. No, Starscream.
0: That's okay. what I was going to guess. Oh, I wish I would have given you a chance. Yeah. I apologize. Um, oh, I, did, I guess they didn't mention do He was also on two episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. As uh, two different captains, mm-hmm. um, but then he also had four episodes of The Simpsons in season one, uh, season one episodes one, three, eight, and thirteen, and he's actually the original Mr. Burns. Mm. So wow. before Harry Shearer took uh, on that mm. that voice, he was the first one to play Mr.
3: Burns. I
1: wouldn't mind checking out the first Mr. Burns voicing and seeing what it sounds like in comparison. Yeah, yeah, sounds
0: like Walter Matthau. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And then we had, uh, finally, uh, Steve Hitner or Heitner, you know, how it's pronounced. I'd it? go with Heitner. Okay. He played Mr. Burroughs, The Lawyer. 107 titles for him. This is his only golden. Um, he was in The Goldbergs, Modern Family, the 2003 version of The Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. an episode of Friends, but mm-hmm. then uh, probably best known. He had six episodes on Seinfeld mm-hmm. as uh, Kenny Banya. Yep,
2: it's and, gold.
0: And then uh, 38 episodes of Working, but I would say he was still much more known for the six episodes of Seinfeld. Yeah. There aren't a whole lot of recurring characters on Seinfeld that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, outside, of, of course, the, the main oh. cast members. Mm-hmm. And so, Newman. And Newman, yeah. But, and their family. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, definitely a place that I recognized uh-huh. him from. Yeah. So, that is all I have for this episode. Ski, uh, well, I guess, let's see, MVPs. Who is your MVP for this one?
1: I gave it to Chewie. I thought he was uh, pretty involved with most of the plot. Mm-hmm. And I thought a lot of his lines were funny. Okay, fair enough.
0: How about you, Brent?
3: Um, I guess I'll go with Chewie as well okay. you know, for the same reasons. Um, I mean, I might as well find out in a moment. I wasn't like a big fan of this episode or whatever. So,
0: yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you on both fronts. But yeah, I went with Chewy also. I felt like uh, at least, you know, here five episodes in, this is the first one that's had a Chewy centric storyline yeah. portion to it. And I thought he was solid in his his parts in it.
3: Yeah. Oh, and also I'll give it to Chewy because I recently watched um, Martin Scorsese's After Hours. Oh, okay. And uh, Cheech Marin was really good in it. What was it called? Uh, After Hours.
1: Oh, that's the name of
0: it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I can't uh, get on board with that reasoning, but <laughs> but I felt like he gave enough episode reasoning for okay. it <laughs> for me to be cool with it. Yeah. So, uh, Ski, how many slices of cheesecake did this Actually one get? I gave
1: it six. I think I liked it. I didn't mm. love it, but I, I did like it. Yeah. I said I liked uh, the, most of the cast was well represented.
2: Mm. Yeah. And uh, I
1: the pl- was the plot was fairly contrived, basically what you had mentioned earlier. Mm. But uh, that's fairly normal in sitcoms.
0: Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. How about you, Brent? Just three.
3: Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was anything special.
0: Yeah, I gave it a three and a half. I, I didn't, you know, the whole thing with... Uh, Chewie and his friend Ruben.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, even though I like Chewie in it, yeah. I, I didn't think that uh, it made a, a whole lot of sense to me for him to hold that grudge if they were already in the process of.
3: I think if it was that big of a grudge, then it just should have been the the a story, and yeah. you know they could have spent more than just two scenes talking about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, you know, between the between the suspension and disbelief on some of those. Multiple options they would have had to deal with their problem, um, (laughs) and that, uh, yeah, I thought it was a little below average, not a terrible (laughs) episode by any means. But Mm. do you think so? You're the only one of us that has an ex wife, correct? If if something happened with so far, (laughs) yeah, so far, knock
3: on wood, (laughs) the the night is young, Um,
0: exactly. But if
3: uh, don't know what you're going to find upstairs or in Tennessee, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, Would you be annoyed if she left you for a man who was clean-shaven down there? (laughs) She was like, I tried to warn you, buddy.
1: If that was the sole reason, I'd be like, best of luck. I love you. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) Well,
0: so if if Ski or either one became single, Uh do you think you would have, other than just your general objection to them as humans, Mm -hmm. um, do you think you'd have an issue of it if somehow or another through... Mm -hmm you know, natural uh, processes that one of us started uh, mm-hmm. became romantically involved with one of your exes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I would not be a fan of that. But I mean, do you think it would impact our friendship
3: or do you think <laughs> be like, well. yeah, I think it would um, not necessarily for that per se, but just me questioning your judgment. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what kind of decisions is this person making? Obviously, They're going off the deep end, and they got themselves a running start.
0: (laughs) 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 Couldn't you just look at it? They're in a place of pain. (laughs) They're recovering from (laughs) whatever caused them to be single. i got to give them a little slack for Uh that. Hey, I mean... Yeah, what if know, it's just
1: a physical thing? <laughs> <laughs> In fairness,
0: your second wife was clearly you recovering from being single. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I think that you should give some slack to poor decision-making <laughs> under those circumstances. Yeah, I guess, but... Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> you know, I think we've... I guess I don't really know all that much about... I've never <laughs> met your first wife, <laughs> uh... And I know enough about your second that I would <laughs> never <laughs> fall into that uh, <laughs> circumstance. Yeah. But, anyways, all right. Well, uh, that's all of our episode-related uh, content. But I notice there's still some more words on Ski's phase. over there. There are indeed. So, do we have a little uh, a little correspondence from Dorothy, perhaps? Long-distance dedication. A more
1: than that this time. Oh, okay. So, uh, Dorothy's diary. Mm. Swan Lake scuffle.
3: Mm. Okay. Is this a red shoe diary?
1: (laughs) Listen and learn. One day, back in Georgia, (laughs) Dorothy and Lucas decided to go enjoy a beautiful day, uh, enjoying the sunshine. Dorothy was uh, still getting used to the area, but Lucas told her he knew a perfect place, a nearby lake. After a short drive, they arrived, and Dorothy agreed that it was lovely. Lucas said it rarely gets too busy, but today it was unusually quiet. They walked along the shore for a bit and came across a small line of shops that serviced the lake goers. (laughs) Dorothy uh, sees a paddle boat. Much like ski.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Servicing tourists is what he does. mm -hmm.
1: Y'all gotta make our money, guys. Yep. No judgment. Dorothy sees a paddle boat rental and asks if uh, I'd buy
3: that excuse if you weren't working pro bono.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You all gotta eat. See other things. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy sees a paddle boat rental and asks if he'd be up for getting one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Lucas enthusiastically agrees, but hopes it's not weird, adding that he and Edna had rented from that same shop years ago. Dorothy insists it was no big deal. They paid the attendant and were shown their po- paddle boat, which was shaped like a large swan. Both being tall people, they looked a bit humorous on the lake with their knees practically to their chest while paddling. But one, but uh, no one was around to laugh except them and a nearby flock of geese on the shore. Oh. Two geese were looking at them directly and honking loudly. You
3: know Dorothy the, says... You know what the honk said? What's that? That's a paddling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy says out loud that it reminds her of Ma laughing at her for something. Right. Something that she had no control over in life, but her own mother decided to mock her nonetheless. (laughs) The geese became more raucous, and several others joined in them honking. A group of them waddled into the water and began swimming directly at them. Before very much time, they were right up upon the boat and still squawking as if they were mad. Dorothy pulls from her experience as a teacher, explaining that normally geese are intimidated by swans, and this giant one would likely be terrifying to them. Yeah. Lucas suggests that uh, they return to dock to avoid uh, a water brawl. He comes. Nothing worse <laughs>
0: than a water brawl.
1: <laughs> <It really is. laughs> he comes clean, telling his wife, "It doesn't seem possible, but I think they're mad at me." Dorothy rejects this as preposterous, but Lucas admits that when he came here last, he accidentally knocked over a goose nest and was chased around the lake by an angry mother. Wow! Which looks just like this one. <laughs> he tells her that the geese have excellent memory. A memory for vengeance. (laughs) As they vigorously paddle towards the dock, they are still surrounded by angry geese, nearly getting into the boat and actively pecking at them. Mm -hmm. Lucas says that uh, his previous encounter with the angry goose was captured by the wildlife group and tagged on one leg. One of the geese that was honking at them from shore had such a tag. They finally got to the dock and pulled up alongside it. The attendant, having seen and heard the commotion, Brushes the geese away with a broom long enough for the couple to exit the boat. He, te- he tells them, Y'all better get out while you can. Mm-hmm. I had never seen them attack so cohesively against a common enemy. <laughs> I've been working <laughs> here for five years. That is funny, the, the,
0: that whole um, yeah. accent
2: with the Go word of the day is, calendar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Part of the the charm, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dorothy and Lucas quickly make their way to the car and get in. As they begin to drive away, they see several geese flying above. A giant goose poop lands yep. directly on the windshield. <laughs> the geese have won the day. <laughs>
3: do you ever see um that like geese fly in formation? Say what? You ever seen like geese fly in formation? Oh yeah,
1: all the time. Yeah, they
3: make like the like the, the v. v. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Do you know why one side's longer than the other?
0: Has more geese
1: that. Exactly. <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: <laughs> the
3: ones I
1: see are always symmetric.
3: Ah. <laughs> Just equal number of geese on both sides. And if it's not, a... then you take out your. Uh, <laughs> I even rifle. it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> they need a little that's, less cohesion. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> that's a paddling. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: all that's right. all I got.
0: Very nice. Mm-hmm. So, that was that our. Uh, well, I guess that's her first edition of that, right? Yeah, I just kind of
1: ad-libbed the last one. I don't remember yeah. exactly how. I, I remember I had tried to incorporate mm-hmm. the funny article Brent had showed us.
0: Yeah. Um, well, that was a solid one that she mm-hmm. prepared for.
1: Yeah, it's very nice mm-hmm. stuff.
0: I mean, Sherry will tell you that uh, she definitely thinks geese have murder in their
1: hearts. <laughs> 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 so
0: she's not a fan at all.
1: They're mean. They mm-hmm. are.
3: Mm-hmm. They have teeth. Do they? Yeah, like if you see like a close-up of a goose, geese, goose mouth mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, there's like a million tiny little razor teeth in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it sounds rather terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> the sharks of the land. <laughs> yeah,
3: um, I, I ran over a baby duck one time, and it still haunts me. Oh, really? Yeah,
1: like I was like, it spirit haunts you. Mean like, it, like <laughs> nightly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shut up, duck. Like,
3: um, so I was coming around um a corner, and it was like, um. It was a twisty road or whatever um, through an office complex. You know, like, there are assorted parking lots connected to one another with, like, retention ponds on each side or whatever. Um, Um, And the road just sort of curved. Like, there was no oncoming traffic or cross traffic or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you were still, they wanted you to slow down, whatever. And that's why it was curvy in that pattern. And I came around the corner going the speed limit. I wasn't speeding or anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was mommy duck and then, like, her, like, eight little baby ducks following behind Aww. her. And most of them were across. And I just, I didn't get cut over to the oncoming traffic lane in time. And I hit, like, two of them. Mm-hmm. And I saw in my rearview mirror, like, the, the mommy duck, like, freak out and, like, run back <laughs> to them. Yeah. And I just felt so horrible. That and I still sad. think about that. Every time I see it, it's like, damn, I just... Ruin yeah. that mom's day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that
2: we couldn't end on a happier note, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: the only thing, though, is that Brent changed some of the details of the story. It wasn't a duck. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a woman walking her octuplets across the street. <laughs> <laughs> it was a school crossing guard. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the teacher was like, "Oh no!" Like I ruined her day. <laughs> Oh, oh well, i got
3: to get where I'm going. Nobody wants to start the day with that much paperwork.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine, though, like, an O'brin that he was counting the speed limit and all that, but I imagine, like, Cruella DeVille-type situation <laughs> of him tearing down the highway, cackling <laughs> as he goes. Somehow the light's just illuminate his face in that evil <laughs> sort of a way. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing back
1: his morning bourbon. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he sees, he hits the duck, and then he hurries up and throws the car
1: in reverse. They were on the other side of the road, to get yeah. right. right. <laughs>
3: All while being soundtrack to the mountain goats beat the champion. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: that if, I think it'd be fun to do like a two truths and a lie type game where you just say three names of bands and Ski <laughs> and I have to figure
1: out. <laughs> which ones are real? Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, well, he'd
1: make a good fake one, too. Oh, I'm
0: sure he would. Uh, well, he would be able to come up with, he'd easily come up with two good real ones that sound yeah. totally fake. <laughs> so.
3: exactly. Shuggy Otis, Johnny Otis, and Uncle Otis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Anyways, well, uh, do you guys have anything else to add for this episode?
1: I have. Uh, my face hurt from laughing. <laughs> that was a
0: solid one. This is like a throwback, an hour and it's a half a long episode. One, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, all right. Well, uh, to happiness, to life, to us.
3: You're going to get that memorized
2: <laughs>
0: uh, at some point. I doubt it. Maybe by episode 24, but uh, for right now, uh, stay golden, Coco. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.